The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. All right, so I read a headline uh, from CNN last night, and just tell me what you think. See if anybody else believes what I believed uh, when I just read the headline. Democrats may be approaching a turning point on Israel. If you hear that and didn't read the story, Stu, what would you think that was saying? It's about time. Uh, finally, you'll have uh, <laughs> Democrats seeing the light. Right. 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 It's great to hear. Right. Because no Democrats showed up to Israel for the opening of the uh, opening of the embassy. Well, a lot of the flights were booked. Um, no, they yeah. were they were wide There's, open. And no, they were wide open. Well, religious restrictions. No, were, there was no made religious. It so they couldn't get on planes. No, that's not true at all. And they closed a lot of the airports. Okay, um, so I read this last night and I went, "Well, it's about time." And I'm thinking, what is it that they finally saw? the Palestinian Authority and Hamas saying that made them go, okay. Maybe the thing that we covered earlier today, which was when they admitted that it was not a peaceful protest and that they were intentionally lying to the media to to fool Americans, but they weren't fooling Palestinians. They were using weapons in an armed conflict. Yeah. Maybe when they admitted that on television was the turning point. Could that be it? Well, they admitted that in television, but they admitted it on Al Jazeera and they said it in Arab Arabic. So I don't speak Arabic and okay, nobody yeah. in the so, media speaks Arabic. And what is that? It's like, a, you know, it's the language of a subculture, Stu. So we don't have to pay attention to that. Oh, anything that they really mean, they'll say that in English. It's a pretty large subculture. Yeah, yeah. it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so let me read the story. For the better part of the past two decades, the establishment wings of both Republican and Democratic Party have largely been pro-Israel. Both parties have, at least in their party platforms, maintained pro-Israel positions, including calls to recognize Jerusalem as the Jewish nation's capital. While the Republican Party has become more pro-Israel recently, it's unclear whether the Democratic Party will be able to maintain a pro-Israel tilt. Today, the Pew Research Center finds Democrats are less pro-Israel than they have been in decades. That drop has occurred in the period of just two years since 2016. This year, 27% of Democrats say their sympathies lied with the Israelis over the Palestinians. Only 27% of Democrats. 25% said the Palestinians. The rest said both or neither. Just two years ago, when Democrats adopted more pro-Palestinian positions in their plank, 43% of Democrats said their sympathies aligned with Israel compared with 29% who said the Palestinians. Now, gee, what has happened in the last couple of years? It's not just the Democrats that are split. It's how they're split. Establishment Democrats have been fighting off an insurgent progressive wing, and it's not any different on this issue. Liberal Democrats who push for the more pro-Palestinian language are far more likely to side with the Palestinians than the the Israelis. Now listen to that. Liberal Democrats? Liberal Democrats. When did liberal Democrats become cool to say again? It's progressive Democrats. Is it not? Liberal Democrats, what an interesting thing to say, CNN. 
they're more likely to side with Palestinians because you know why they, they don't do that is because more and more people are going, I'm not really progressive. I'm just I'm more of your mainstream, you know, liberal Democrat, the people in the heartland. So what a strange thing to say in this article. Liberal Democrats are more Palestinian um, than the Israelis. Meanwhile, moderate and conservative Democrats will go with Israel. Uh, there's also an age gap. In 2016, those under the age of 30 who called themselves Democrats or independent, who lean towards the Democratic Party, said by a 39 to 31 percent margin that their sympathies allied with the Palestinians. Among those Democrats age 65 and older, the split was 50 percent for Israel compared to 24 percent for the Palestinians. Now, why would that happen? I mean, the only thing that, you know, maybe they don't have in common anymore is going to a university. Okay. Now, with that being said, I don't know how you can honestly have a pro-Palestinian uh, uh, stance, but hey, to each his own. If you've done your homework and you know who Hamas is, and you know what Hamas is saying to their own people and to the world in Arabic. If you know all of those things, I really don't know how you have a pro-Palestinian uh, view on what's happening in Israel today. I have no idea. Right. Like I can understand it from the perspective of... Hey, these Most, people just like, Donald Trump was the guy who moved the 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 embassy to Jerusalem. Like you're going to be opposed if you're a Democrat, you're going to be opposed because Trump's doing it. You know, conservatives generally seem and religious people seem to be defensive of Israel. If you're not one of them, you might just take the other side generally. And you might you even, see some of the propaganda in the media where you see people like poor people dying at the hands of a military maybe you don't look into it, the details that closely you can understand how you might uh, waddle into that area and you might even just say look i'm not going to pick a side but i think the palestinians just i mean look people are people just can't we all just get along and live side by side and i would say yes if you didn't have politicians winding people up to get them to strap a suicide bomb on or Put their baby in harm's way mm -hmm. at the front line of the uh, of the quote peaceful protest. I remember the elected politicians of this particular area are Hamas. Yes. Okay. Okay. A, the known terrorist group. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm looking for a Democrat, any Democrat, that says to themselves, "Look, I I don't agree with you, Glenn Beck, on a lot of things, but uh, what's happening right now is." is crazy and let me give you another story the forward has published a big expose on jordan peterson now jordan peterson is a canadian professor not playing politics not playing politics just talking about mainly boys and men and and find meaning in your life He's been on this program several times, and he is the most carefully, uh, he's the most careful person with words I've ever seen. He's, he is intentionally a very slow talker at times mm -hmm. because he wants to make sure he doesn't say anything on a big platform that is inflammatory. Okay, He's carefully thought out and reasoned. You may not agree with him, but here's what Forward did. They put Peterson's picture up in a story alongside Adolf Hitler's. 
And the headline was, is Jordan Peterson enabling Jew hatred? Now, you have to understand, he is currently on tour with a Jew. Now, I don't know how that how that works. I don't know how you have a Nazi rally with the Jew there. Must be a real odd couple situation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so you can guess what followed that. Jordan Peterson is a public intellectual adored by neo-Nazis. I'm quoting. Now, this, this is coming from the Weekly Standard, who took the forewords article apart. Uh, and I'm quoting the foreword. Jordan Peterson is public intellectual adored by neo-Nazis. The neo-Nazi website Daily Stormer called Peterson the savior of Western civilization. Part of why people on the far right like Peterson is because he's not afraid to talk about the Jews. Peterson's followers rage, uh, range from an avowed neo-Nazi community like the Daily Stormer to frustrated young men looking for a scapegoat, end quote. Now, this is what the Weekly Standard uh, wrote. By the end of the article, you had the impression that a horde of jackboots marched behind Air Peterson's goose steps. Wondering the, uh, the actual extent of Peterson's support at the Daily Stormer, I looked up the word savior and discovered it has three-sentence blog posts written by a guy calling himself Joe Jones. As it turns out, he was likely being ironic about praising Peterson as the Messiah because just the month before his ambiguous savior comment, he wrote Jordan, Jordan Peterson, and I'm going to use the real. Mm, I don't think you should use the real. Why? Because media would be uh, dishonest and take it out of context? Partially, and also license issues that can be complicated. Because people would complain because they were taking it out of context. I will. I will abide because of the license issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Peterson is a. Uh, how, how, F-A-G. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yes. O-T. The, uh, the gay slur. Yes. Uh, that, that, and yeah. his fans are also that word. Mm-hmm. One of his other posts is titled Jordan Peterson's fans are massive F words with daddy issues. So the guy who claimed in a vague three-sentence post that he's the Messiah, he's the Savior, had written two other articles saying that he's a gay slur and all of his supporters are gay slurs. And, and rarely on Daily Stormer is my impression that they use any reference to gay people as a compliment. It's not typically uh, something they do there. A little more investigation on the site revealed that Joe Jones wasn't the only Daily Stormer contributor cracking jokes about Peterson being some sort of savior. Another guy, Roy Batty, wrote, listening to members of the Jordan B. Peterson cult, you might think he was some sort of Christ figure. You you see, uh, it's all an acting prop. A cheap shtick to make normies think he's deeper and more fatherlike than he really is. Some I know someone else named Andrew Anglin added that Peterson wasn't simply an F slur word, but a pretentious smarmy F word and posted the article titled seven hour video on why Jordan Peterson is a piece of crap. Not the actual word. Yes, it was seven hours. In a different post, he wrote, Peterson is full of S, no matter how you slice it. 
I could go on with other curses hurled at Peterson, but you get the picture. Feldman cited one example from the hate site, Joe Jones' seemingly ironic post, to support his sweeping claim that Peterson is adored by far-right racists. Unless the F-word slur and piece of crap means something different in (laughs) neo-Nazi land, it appears Feldman stretched the truth. Uh, that is a really generous uh, oh boy, summary. It? Yes, it is. Right there. Feldman also hid, hid from the readers all the notable Jewish individuals from across the political spectrum who have written or spoken positively about Jew, uh, about Jordan Peterson and his work. To name a few, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Well, he's no dummy. Harvard Steven Pinker. He's no dummy, and he's on the left. Psychiatrist Norman Doidge, Professor Jonathan uh, Haidt, another non-dummy and somebody from the left. Howard Bloom, novelist Melanie Phillips, journalist Barbara Kay, Professor Gad Sad, uh, or Siad, uh, editor Jonathan Kay, comedian Dave Rubin, who's currently on tour with him, writer Kathy Young, biologist Brett Weinstein, Author Ben Shapiro, comedian Bill Maher, New York columnist David Brooks, and Barry Weiss. It's frankly astonishing that not one editor had the professionalism to insist on gathering some testimony on behalf of the accused from any of these reputable people. Evidently, the forward is perfectly acceptable uh, to have journalists ask loaded questions about a man and then stack the deck against him quoting only his accusers. Can we find any Democrats that are listening in this audience? Can we find one who will stand against the clear anti-Semitic lies that are happening and the smears on people? Anyone in this audience who's a Democrat that will take a stand and say, I'm, I'm tired of this. Not the policies, just these lies. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.